welcome back to No Mongo Podcast. My name is Rick Beta, and I am feeling it today. Straight up feeling it. So enjoying the ride, enjoying the vibe. So I got to say, hope you're having a good day. If not, I hope you're having one now. Also, I know I mentioned last week, be sure to head on over to nomongo.com. I try to keep the blog going regularly, at least once or twice a month. And, and eventually, going to have some gear and some merchandise on there. So, so no Mongo gear, maybe some sweatshirts, some coffee mugs, stuff like that. So keep an eye on the website, nomongo.com. Let's do this. Now, let's see. I know many of you by now, I think it was, what, a week and a half ago? A week and a half ago or whatever, the Day One documentary was released. I finally watched it, what, four nights ago? And as expected, I loved it. Everything I expected, of course, and more. But it was a great documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. And we all know Daywan's a freak, right? I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, I guess Shane O'Neill, too. I mean, but Daywan's a little different. And, and it was cool to hear, you know, more about his upbringing, his struggles, his, his family life. Didn't know about a divorce, all that stuff. But it was, and of course, too how close we were to losing the guy. I mean, literally, the, the skateboarding industry was close to losing him because, you know, he kind of went on a different path. And I have no, my talents are nowhere near day ones, right? Never have, never will be. The guys, he's in his own stratosphere. But I did have one parallel with day one. He and I, right here, connect one-on-one. I, too, used to lower cars. Had a little stint back in auto shop in high school. So I was like, when I heard that he dropped out or, you know, he was kind of lowering cars and doing things. I'm like, yes, see, day one, man, we got good taste, you and I. We should hang out more. <laughs> I know you don't know me, but I'm just saying, man, we, we lowered cars at different times in our lives. So that's we have that in common. But I had a 78 Rabbit at the time. And, you know, much like day one, you know. Well, I mean, what I did, I hoisted it up, you know, in auto shop, cut the springs, which I quickly found out that's not the right way to do it for the most part, only because there's other steps. But, you know, I, I, I cut the springs. I think I either cut them in half or maybe down to three quarters. Either way. So I drove out of the shop, this auto shop, with my lowered rabbit, and it felt like I was just, like, riding on rocks with no shocks because I didn't take into the fact that you need to replace your shocks. I mean, Daywan would know this. He'd be like, Rick, you got You cut the springs, you put on new shocks. So I had to get rock shots on, all that. Long story short, <laughs> oh, I do have to mention this too, but it just popped into my head. Oh, of course, since I lowered my car, you know, my 78 Rabbit, all my friends in class wanted it too. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. No problem. My buddy Mike, Mike. I know you remember this, man, and and if you're listening, hey, I gotta just tell the story. I'm sorry, it popped in my head, but Mike, you had a it was a Hyundai Excel, yeah, Hyundai Excel, I believe. I know it was black, but we hoisted up his car, cut the springs, we did the rear first, right? So we were like, all right, cool, and then beep, the final bell rang for school. I mean, we ran out of time, and it was kind of like one of those classic. Christmas story movies where we all looked at each other like, I don't know, the bell rang. I don't what what are we gonna do? I don't know, the bell rang. So Mike, <laughs> we basically left him with, you know, a dropped Hyundai Excel only in the rear. And it was hilarious. 
I felt bad. We we all felt bad for him, but nothing funnier than seeing Mike drive down the street. The back of that Hyundai Excel just dropped. Oh, man, good times. I know that had nothing to do with skateboarding, but I had to point it out that Daywan and I have a similar past, and that is pretty rad. Yeah, we should we should hang out more, Daywan. Never have, but, you know. So back to the documentary. Like I mentioned, it was a blast to watch. It was a treat. I had a couple adult beverages, you know, and just like in the zone. And, and I've always loved Daywan ever since I first saw him. And I was thinking, I, I put in my notes, like, he's probably like one of the only writers that you literally can't hate on. And if you hate on him for whatever reason, I don't know, that's, that's on you. I mean, he just seems like a really cool guy on and off the board. And just the interviews that, you know, were on the, the documentary, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, how can anyone say, oh, yeah, man, screw that guy, you know, F that guy, he did this to me, or, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. But the good thing is that they also, as I mentioned, they added in the personal stuff, too. So you got to hear about, you know, his divorce and just how he became so laser-focused and driven on skateboarding that, you know, it impacted his kid's upbringing. The guy was so zoned in for the tricks, you know, to, to lock in the parts or whatever, that his family suffered. I mean, that gives some really good insight in mind, into his mindset, right? I mean, he is, he's one of a kind. He's really, you can't batch him. You can't put him in like top 20, top 20, uh, or top 15, top 5. He's in his own category. Love watching footage of his, though, I mean. All his footage, he's he's basically, you know, in the king of NBD. And I, too, I learned something. Obviously, first ever documented hard flip. And I loved his comment on that. He's like, man, if the board hits the, you know, yeah, if the board hits the ground before it hits my feet, I'm totally paraphrasing on that. But he was basically saying, yeah, I was weak because the board landed on the ground and then I landed on top of the board. And, you know, you got to catch that is basically what he was saying. That was funny. And... His roof gaps, of course, right? Talking about sweaty palms always all the time. but And Gons. The best thing about that documentary was Gons. Mark Gonzalez, his insight. You know, I mean, Mark Gonzalez is a, a living legend in himself. But to hear Gons talk the way he, he did, and he didn't just give, like, one-word answers or, like, oh, he was good or this. He broke it down. Like, very good analysis on day one. And I can't imagine how that felt. You know, day one's like, wow, this is Mark Gonzalez saying this about me. I mean, that's pretty cool. Any any insight or analysis or good feedback from Marcus Alls, that's a good thing. But the main kicker for me, my main note that I that or at least the main thing that stood out for me is the fact that Rod, you know, yeah, Rodney Mullen, he didn't cry, but he got he got watery eyed. He made Rodney Mullen get like emotional. He's always kind of Ronnie Mullen's a different guy too. He's he's in his own world too. He's in his own stratosphere as far as just skateboarding and just what he's done. But to get him that emotional, crazy. I mean, how many people can say that? Like, oh yeah, you know, I made Ronnie Mullen cry. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's huge. Tony Hawk, he's done amazing things for skateboarding, but is he tear worthy? I don't think he is. That's what I mean. Like that. Is day one. 
What about Mark Johnson? Same thing. I mean, he's done a lot for skateboarding too. Are you going to cry when you think about him? No. Daywan's that different. So, I mean, I truly believe, I mean, he's got to be, he's one of the best to do it. So, I mean, I just, I can't see him ranked. He's in his own category. Oh, <laughs> ah, I almost forgot that T. Pudwell tail slide bit. That had me laughing out loud. I had to rewind it. That was funny. T. Puds. I don't know if that was you, the famous backside tail slide, but good times if you guys haven't seen it. But head on over to skateboarding.transworld.net if you haven't watched that video yet. Very good insight into day one. A lot of it was, you know, there was some surprising. A lot of it was like, yeah, this guy shreds. He's well-respected, well-deserved. And he's only, I think I'm a little bit older than him. So he's got, you think about it. I mean, he continues his donut diet. He'll be riding for another 10, 15 years. No problem. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. Take a quick sip of water. Got my, got my little stretch going on as I usually do. So Street League, London, we want to cover that next. That went down over the weekend. Semifinals were on Saturday. I didn't get to watch any of that. But I was able to watch the women's final live on Sunday. Watch it in my bed on my iPhone with headset on. headsets on. It was cool because right around that time is when my kids woke up. So they were all watching it too. I actually handed over the headset to my son because he wanted to watch it too. So that was a cool moment. So it was, it was perfect timing. Rarely, you know... We get to watch in bed, but I eventually came out to the living room and, and broadcast it on the TV because, you know, I wanted to hear the stuff too. But it was very, very cool. Street League, it was a good good start to this season. So, yeah, I'll just keep it on the, the women's side. So a huge congrats to Pamela Rosa. She got first place. So congrats to you. <laughs> Definitely deserve that clap. And she was, she was able to actually finish all of her runs. And, you know, she was able to kind of just chill, skate into the crowd, and just kind of wait. So that's that's sometimes a good pressure to have is, you know, you, you finish all your runs. You're one of the first few riders. And she had two runs that, you know, I mean, they kept her in the top. But she kind of struggled on best trick. She was trying a couple of different things, but so had some falls. But it kept her in the top spot, and she got first place. Haley Wilson, Wilson from Australia, she took second, and she looked good, too. I really dig her style and, and, and follow her, so... You know, awesome job with her, but she's gonna another one's gonna be around for a you know a long, long time. And then Raisa Leal. I hope I pronounced that right. I think she has four names, but you know, speaking of someone who's been around or is going to be around for a long, long time, she's only eleven years old. I put it that in bold in my notes. She's the one that's been around. I well, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a couple Instagram clips of her. She's I think she's from like seven, she started around seven years old, but She's 11 years old, and she almost won. She is good. She's a force, and she's been on my radar for about a year now. So she's already crushing it. 11. She's in Street League, and she was, like, I'm holding my finger up that close to taking first place. I think she was trying to kick flip Crooked Grind, I believe. Yeah, I didn't write that on my note. But if she, I, I think her runs were okay, but if she would have landed a couple of her best trick attempts, that would have changed the game. But congrats to all three winners. And notice how I didn't say Lacey Baker. She didn't make the cut. Leticia Bufani, she didn't make it. She failed to land a, a couple key tricks, I think. And Aori Nishimura, she obviously won the most recent one. She fell short as well. 
So it was very, very competitive on the women's side. So congrats again. Oh, drum roll. Guess who took first place? If you guys, that was a horrible drum, by the way. I only did it with one hand. Nija, congrats, man. I mean, we're just, as I've mentioned before, on I think a couple of episodes, we're just living in your world, man. Street League is your jam. You've been in, you know, as you mentioned on your interview, this is, you've been a decade in now. You know when to turn it up. And what was crazy about Nija, he did pretty much the exact same run. And he nailed it. It was flawless. You know, and, and he kept that open, obviously, for his best trick because he's got all his tricks. He can bust those out whenever. So all of his best tricks, they started piling up. And it was, I mean, the guy's a freak. It was a fun to watch, too. But, yeah, Nigel, congrats, man. That's 10 years. You've, been, you've made a lot of money just on Street League alone. You know, Monster, I'm sure Nike's happy. But you definitely are OG status. And you can flip that switch. You get into beast mode, you know, and it's over. And I compare that to, like, when, you know, Tiger Woods' heyday in, in golf. Jordan. Kobe. Steph Curry, like in the NBA, like those kind of, that's Nigel. Nigel, if you guys don't know, he's really good at skateboarding. Might want to get that guy some sponsors. Gustavo Ribeiro got second and Shane O'Neill third. And yeah, of course, we've Shane O'Neill's always on the top, but these results, of course, didn't come with any drama, and I called it Pebblegate. That's a first. I don't think... I think they even mentioned that too. Yeah, there was a basically uh, Gustavo was riding, and if you watch the again, or if maybe you remember, he hit a little pebble, and then boom, sent him flying. And that's the worst thing about pebbles. If you're new to the sport or you're just p- picking up the sport, usually what happens is you're riding down the street, you find the you discover the pebble after you're already on the ground. It's like boom. If you're lucky, you might skid a little bit. But you usually hear the rock as you're falling. That's how fast things happen. But they gave him uh, another chance. He could have kept the run he had, or he could do another run. So he chose to do another run, and actually it it turned out it was better. So he improved his score a little bit. But you think about it, that's a tough choice. Well, you can do a do-over if you want, or you can keep your current score. And I think Shane O'Neill mentioned even to one of the, the judges, well, what if he Fs up and has a less score well yeah that's that's the risk so Gustavo did and he improved his score so obviously that worked because he ended up second on the podium but where did that pebble come from I was thinking maybe someone's shoes but (laughs) it was hard not to think it was you know the daggers from my you know all-time favorite movie thrashing right where are the daggers are they out there laughing like they did, you know, my boy Corey Webster. And I thought about it too, Mike. Check for jacks too. I bet you they threw some jacks out. Where are the daggers? Where's Christian Asoy right now? But obviously that was not the case. Who knows? It was probably on someone's foot or shoes and it came out. But yeah, Pebblegate almost was a, you know, it wasn't drama, but I actually had to fast forward. I'm like, okay, guys, you guys are taking way too long to decide. <laughs> That's the joy of not watching it, you know, live. But that was Street League this uh, in London. The next one, stop two, is in Los Angeles, July 27th and 28th. And I might 
I might see if I can go to that one. My wife, I think she has some concerts that are booked up for June, maybe July, August. It's a busy summer, but floor seats are 400 bucks. That would be pretty cool. If you guys have an extra ticket, hey, let me know. I'll reciprocate however best I can. Probably can't do 400 bucks. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Might change. Something might change in the next uh, month or month and a half. But go to streetleague.com for more info on that. Maybe I'll see you there. Oh, and one last thing, too. Almost forgot. I noticed. I mean, maybe I'm looking too much into it, too. But Shane O'Neill, of course, he got third, right? And obviously, congrats again to Gustavo. But I, it's just something fell off for him. I, and I can't pinpoint it. He was super smooth. I mean, he was technical, but he just felt off. Anyone else see that? Or am I just trying to be, like, too laser-focused, you know, maybe focus on him a little bit more? But I do think, and the reason why I mention this is because I think that now that he's running a board company, although he doesn't know it or maybe does now, that takes a decent amount of energy from you. It sucks your energy. And that's both physical and mental. And And trust me, I don't run a skateboard company can't imagine what it's like but i'm just i mean i'm not worried about him he'll be he'll be fine but it just felt different and i'm wondering if now it's like okay he's got to adjust to managing a board company getting product out dealing with customers dealing with vendors dealing with distributors you know oh and all trying to win a all the while trying to win a contest too so we'll keep an eye on him he'll be fine he has some good stuff but, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being too hypersensitive because April Skateboards is out. It'll be fine. Whatever. And as I wrap up this final segment of this episode, another week down, I wanted to give a personal shout-out to Aaron Jaws Hamoki. I think it's Hamoki, Hamaki. Either way, Jaws. I think that's why we call him Jaws. For just being a cool dude. And here's the story. My wife bumped into him the other day. Not really, like, bumped into him, but, I mean, you get what I mean. But he just happened to be shopping at a local business here in San Jose, and she recognized him. You know, she even said, she got, she texted me, of course, like, ah, Jaws is in front of me. Oh, my gosh. Blah, blah. And, uh, and then, of course, she mentioned that, hey, you know, we're big fans. And what was awesome is she even plugged the No Mongo podcast. So, <laughs> Golf claps for my wife. Yes. Will he remember? Will he listen? I don't know. But Jaws, man, that was awesome. You were you were a cool dude. And not that I didn't expect it at all. I mean, we we all know you're, you're a cool dude, and I don't know you personally. But it was fun to see those text messages from my wife saying, oh, Jaws is right in front of me. And, and even asked, you know, her name and this and that. So thanks again, Jaws. That was cool, man. It, ma- it made my, what was it, Thursday, Friday? Yeah. But uh, much respect, man. Much respect. But that's all I got for this episode, guys. As I said, I'm recording on a Tuesday, which is kind of weird for me. I managed to handle it. It's all good. I'll be back next Tuesday. Just be sure to go to nomongo.com, subscribe, leave feedback. That's how this the word gets out and spreads to new listeners. You know, that's just the game we're in. You know, if you like the show, I appreciate you listening, appreciate the support, and I will see you next week. I'm out.